Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Billy, right before we started recording this episode of Stupidity, you revealed to me that you were uh, you were bleeding from your head this morning. Are you okay? <laughs> I think what so. Happened? I don't know. I looked in the mirror and I saw that I just like I was just bleeding from my forehead. I guess right. I had this scab or something that I I don't know. I just looked and I had blood on my forehead, and I looked around and there was no one around me that was bleeding, so it wasn't that. So. Right. Usually think, when you pick a scab, though, there's a mark there. Do you see any sort of mark? Or there, like... there was. There's like a little... You see it here? No. It's very small. It's like right. a little... a little. But the thing is with your... And I just scratched it again, so I'm going to start bleeding in. Oh, the Jesus. thing is, is that your head, I guess, has a lot of blood in it. So like even little cuts on your head and your face, they bleed more than other parts of your body. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Can you yeah. explain that? Do you know why that is? Like... I'm not doubting you, but where the hell did you get that from, just Dr. Personal, Gill? Just mean? personal experience. For whatever reason, when you get cut like on your face or your head, it bleeds a lot more, or it right. seemingly bleeds a lot more than like if you get cut on like your arm or your leg. I mean, I guess it depends where you get cut on your arm or your leg, but I feel like your head bleeds more. So I, I just had like blood on my forehead, mm-hmm. and then I saw a little scab. I don't remember cutting it ever. So I just attributed it to age. I was just like, well, I'm just getting old. This is what happens when you get old. You just start bleeding from your head. <laughs> Put it on the poll, please. Uh, is this what happens with age? You start bleeding from your head. Okay. <laughs> what a ridiculous thing. I've never seen an old man just bleeding from his head. Like That's not what happens with age, Bill. <laughs> it doesn't. I don't have another explanation for why I was <laughs> bleeding this morning. But did you walk into the room like was your wife there or your daughter there? You just have blood all over your face and you didn't know you had blood all over your face? Like what happened? No, it'd be better if that was the case. I mean, I would not be good for them. But I no, I was home alone. Just my dogs were here. And I got up and I was just like, I went to the mirror. I went to like brush my teeth and I was like, hmm, I'm bleeding. Yeah. That's weird. Uh-huh. But you're going to be thinking about it all day, all weekend, like the source of the blood. Why are you bleeding? What if it's not old age? Do I need to see a doctor? Should it I get medicine for this? I mean, it's probably old age. I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Billy, how old are you? Just tell the audience real quick. Biologically, 35. <laughs> 
old age. I'll I'll tell you what my solution was, though, because we had to come and record this, and I was like, oh, I don't want to keep Stugatz waiting. So I'll just have you know I rushed over here with a bloody head. I just kind of wiped the blood, Mm -hmm. and then I was like, I'm not going to put a Band-Aid on, because obviously he'll look at me like I'm a crazy person. So I wiped the blood, and then I just put on a dirty hat. So it's possible, like, it stopped it because the hat is fitted, so it's kind of like putting pressure on the spot, because that's, like, right where it was that it was bleeding. Right. But... Also, like to my earlier point, it's a dirty hat. So now I'm hoping this doesn't get infected. So I'm going to have to keep an eye on my head for the next couple of days. And I'll let you know. You can't. We'll put a new hat on instead of the old hat, you know? Well, now am I going to bloody up two hats? Probably not, right? Wait, so are you saying that right before we started recording, you got a cut, you were bleeding, you just wiped off the blood, you put on a hat, it stopped bleeding, you came to play, you're playing in pain. You're a hockey player, Bill. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, mean, basically. But no, like, that's the thing. It's not a cut. I didn't cut. Like It's not like I walked into a door or something, and I was like, right. oh, my God. And then I looked, and I was bleeding. I just like got up, went to brush my teeth, and I was like, hmm, there's blood on my head. Yeah. And I, I must have had a scab that I picked at or something. I don't know. All right. Have you, ever walked, have, have you ever walked into a door? I actually walked into a door frame last weekend. My thumb was bleeding because I was carrying my daughter. My daughter ran into the bathroom, and she does this thing now. Right. Where she goes to the toilet paper roll and she decides to take all the toilet paper off. And it's like, listen, all right, in this economy, Angel Soft isn't cheap. So, like, let's please stop wasting toilet paper. She gives the toilet paper to my dogs. Everybody loves playing with toilet paper. She thinks paper it's a right toy, now. right? She thinks. Yeah. So, <laughs> my dogs, they go in and they start eating the toilet paper. And right. they're like, they, they'll like take it off and then they just tear it up. And then there's toilet paper everywhere. It's like, guys, like, I don't know if you're aware of this. You're not because none of you were alive two years ago. But two years ago, it was impossible to find toilet paper. Like, let's not be wasteful of toilet paper. It's all fun and games until dad has to take a shit and there's no more toilet paper. I mean, that's, that's another thing that we right. could talk about another day. But like the Why? days, the days of taking a peaceful shit are yeah. long gone. Like I can't go to the bathroom without like the door being knocked on or crying or just banging on. And then I'm like, Oh my God, like my baby banger head on the door. Like what noise is happening behind that door? And if God forbid, I don't lock the door when I go to do that. Door just opens. It's a parade. Everybody comes in. The dogs are in there. The baby's no in cares. there. It's like, I right. just need to, like, can I just wipe, please? So that's interesting, though, because when I was raising my kids, who are now in college, as you know, but when I was raising my kids, the bathroom became a bit of a sanctuary for yeah. me. Yes, like, that's where I, I eat. Listen, there are times, I'm telling you, Billy, this is the first time I've revealed this. I didn't have to go to the bathroom and still went to the bathroom. Of How course. about that? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code STU for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. So we've been doing uh, shows together remotely for a while now. Mm-hmm. And you've you've largely had the same background, but your baseballs seem to have multiplied behind you. Like yeah. you had a, a UF cup at one point, and you seem to have changed things or cleaned things up a bit. And yeah. now you have, I know that the three balls that are there, I think it was like Jack McKeon, Mike Lowell, and Josh Beckett or something at the top, right? But now yeah. you have like nine balls lower. What are those? Are those like the Mets or something? Yeah, I'll tell you in a second. It's I found it in my garage. I uh, sent a picture of it to Mike Schur. I told Mike Schur if he'd like to make a bid on it, he can. I've also sent it to Bob Ryan. I've mm, sent it to Greg I Cody, exactly who's a Red Sox fan. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, it's, it has to do with the Red Sox. But Billy... Um, so we're packing up our house like we sold our house, just so you know. Oh, congrats. 
Thanks. I have no idea where I'm going, but well, that's <laughs> we problematic. can talk about that another day. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. When do you have to be out of your house? <laughs> Tomorrow. Oh, good. <laughs> well, look, I offer stands. I offered Chris Chris Sims my couch and my my guest room slash office last week. If you and Abby are in hard times, you can stay here. I guess. I mean, only if you tell your daughter not to walk in when I'm taking a deuce. I, yeah, I can't promise that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, uh, Billy. So those. This is something I purchased at a charity event. Mm. Boston Red Sox 2004 World Series champions. Wow. And it's so each one. So you see the plate there? Can you see that? I see that. So each one like so we got off to a rocky start. I saw the first name on that list. Okay, so Orlando Cabrera was their shortstop. So he's on the upper left there and his ball is also on the upper left. Yeah. There. You see it? So it yeah. coincides. With does it get it better than Orlando Cabrera? <laughs> Thankfully, yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> you want me to read the names to you? Yeah, sure. Uh, Big Poppy, David Ortiz. Ooh. So this is 04. This is the first world. This is this broke the curse, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um Cabrera Ortiz, I'm going left to right, so you can yeah. see the balls there. Uh, Johnny Damon's in the middle. Mm. Bill Miller is yeah. right next to him. He played third base. Trot and, Nixon, and, what a great name. And Miller was spelled weird. Yeah, like Mueller, right? Yeah, yeah, but it was Miller. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Miller. Yeah, yeah, Trot Nixon. Trot, great name, right? Yeah. Like, like what is there a better name for a guy who hits a bunch of home runs than Trot Nixon? I mean, um, I mean Trot Nixon would also be a good name for a jockey. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Uh, and then down. So I'm going again. I'm going. Well, I guess right to left for you. Uh, Jason Veritek, Tech, ah. the captain, the catcher. Yep. Uh, Mark Bellhorn. Hmm. And then it gets really interesting. Manny Ramirez. Ah. And Kurt Schilling. Wow. I mean, it's a collector's item, and Mike Shear told me he's going to make a bid on it, but he hasn't made a bid yet. A so. bid. I was going to ask if anyone bid and would offer you any money for it. So he says he's going to make a bid on it. Yeah, well, I, I don't want it. I don't like. Listen, I was cleaning out my garage. It just happened to be there, and it's. I don't remember purchasing it, but there there was a charity ticket like attached to it, and uh, so I must have bought it at a charity, and I don't want it. And my dad's a Red Sox fan. I gave it to him, and he gave it back to me because he didn't want it because it's taking up too much room in his house. So I'm trying to get rid of it. You know any Red Sox fans? I'll think. I'll think about this. Okay, uh, maybe John O'Hurley is a Red Sox fan. Actually, he is a Red Sox fan. He told us he's a Red Sox fan. Damn it! <laughs> that damn it was because we already taped it. Yeah. <laughs> Get him back, Bill. Okay. <laughs> That's right. He is a Red Sox fan. Man, this would have worked out swimmingly if we had O'Hurley on now instead of what we did, which is tape it a day ago. <laughs> if only you would have cleaned your house out sooner. You're right. You're right. Uh, are you excited for John O'Hurley? Because I am. John O'Hurley is a guy. We go to Lake Tahoe every year for this golf tournament. We've been there the last two years. He's always there. He's always hanging around. He's always having drinks. He's smoking cigars. He's, you know, he's a man of the people, Bill. No one knows who he is. <laughs> I mean, but he was Peterman on Seinfeld, and he's hosting the uh, the dog show uh, coming up on Thanksgiving, which I know you love, Bill. You love the dog show, right? Big dog show guy, yeah. yeah. Love the dog yeah. show. Yeah. Are you a big O'Hurley guy? I like O'Hurley. I think he's, you know, he's a character. Yeah. Did you watch Seinfeld? I Not when it was live. I mean, I've seen it since, like in syndication, Netflix, stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Do you like it? Overrated? Yeah, it's 
it's okay. It's good. It's good to let you know. It's good to pass the time. There are seasons though that, and I'm going to get killed for this, but there's like there's definitely skip seasons. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. episodes that you'll look for, but there's definitely ones. It's like ah, we can skip this one. Uh, listen, I'll say what you don't want to say. The show's overrated. There, oh. I said it. Well, How about that? <laughs> listen, I would love to be overrated and make as much money as they make on a show that they did 30 <laughs> years ago at this point. Like, you think geez. O'Hurley's still getting checks for this? We're going to ask him. We have to find out if O'Hurley's still How getting checks How do you ask that? Are you still getting checks for this? <laughs> okay. so we're not going to be delicate. Just go right in. <laughs> I'm never delicate, Bill. Yeah. Let's get to John O'Hurley. Peterman from Seinfeld. Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lite. So we have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Oh my gosh. Folks, gather around. Everyone gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Good morning. How are you? Oh, that voice. Hey. Jesus Christ, uh, O'Hurley. John, I have a question for you. So, like, I hear about, like, celebrities and surgeons and stuff like that that insure things, uh, like hands and stuff like that, because it's, like, what makes them the money. Would you ever insure your voice, or do you have something else you would insure just because, like, this is what the moneymaker is? My genitalia. Ah. Simple and brutal as that. My genitalia. Yeah. yeah. I lose what about that, the voice, I've though? Lost. Yeah. I've lost, well, that's... <laughs> That's connected, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> no, that's, that's, I've never thought of that. If I woke up one morning and uh, had post-nasal drip and couldn't work, I would be able to go to my church. Not a bad idea. Right. But if you could only lose one, the voice or your genitalia, uh, which one would you, would you choose to lose? Um, I would be a mute. Don't take the family jewels away. The old twig and berries. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh oh. Wait, okay. You there have a nasal go. drip. I mean, Uh-oh. there we go. You see? 
You see? Oh, Hell, crazy. I'm under my insurance, man, right after we finish this. <laughs> John O'Hurley is with us. He'll be hosting the National Dog Show uh, by Purina. It's on NBC Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving Day, following the parade. So, John, I'm at, I wonder, how did you get involved with the dog show? What is your interest in dogs? Do you have a dog? Let's just start there. Uh, what are you doing with the dog show, and how would you get started with that? That's a lot of questions, my friend. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if I need to respond to those. You have to. Um, yeah. The um, let me tell you how it all started. Back in two thousand two, uh, now twenty one years ago, uh, John Miller, head of NBC Sports, uh, took home the uh, classic comedy Best in Show, which is the parody of the Philadelphia or the or the Westminster Dog Show, and he watched it uh, over the weekend twice actually, and just died laughing, thought it was one of the most engaging films he'd ever seen. So he comes into the morning meeting at NBC on uh, on Monday and uh, says, I know what we're going to do with that two-hour slot between Macy's Parade and uh, football. We're going to do a dog show. Malay about laughed him out of the office. But sure enough, by the end of the day, he had licensed uh, one of the shows from the Kennel Club of Philadelphia, the oldest and most established kennel club in the country. And uh, and then he um, called Purina and brought them on as the presenting sponsor. On Tuesday morning, he picked up the phone early and uh, called uh, my phone out here on the West Coast. And I answered the phone and I said, hello. And he said, woof, woof. And that's how it started. <clears throat> the funny thing is, um, you know, when they said, we want you to host the dog show. I said, well, I don't know anything about this. For heaven's sake, they said, we're going to give you a co-host who's the most knowledgeable man in the world of dogs, David Fry. And I said, oh, and this is one of those conundrums I had. I had the same one when I they came to me with Dancing with the Stars the first season is, you know, I, I have a potential here of looking like the biggest idiot um, possible. And uh but, you know, I, I live by my imagination and, and my imagination said, do this. And I'm sure glad I listened to it because, you know, here I am 21 years later. We have uh, one of the we have the largest audience that NBC gathers all year with uh, 30 plus million people that watch it on Thanksgiving Day. So it's uh, it's been an unheralded success and um, and a um, and also a, a wonderful family tradition. I love being part of it. And it's also my favorite day of the year. Two thousand of the best dogs in the country, all all in, in one room. And not one of them cares who wins. Well, and you also have now parlayed <clears throat> that into O'Hurley CBD oil for pets by John O'Hurley, which you can get at Hempworks. How did that come about? You just said, you know well, what? These dogs I've are a little several- anxious. Mm. You know, I've had uh, I, I have uh, a show. um on television, it's called the the pet shop with John O'Hurley. So I sell uh, kind of uh, my pre-approved uh, uh, pet um, accessories, leashes, and things of that nature, foods, and uh, uh, all sorts of accessories for being a, a dog owner. And uh, you know, um, a dog anxiety, uh, as well as other uh, elements of dog pet behavior. Um, are really a problem, and it's very difficult to treat them. Um, there's been so much success with the hemp, hemp oil, uh, the CBD oil for pets, that uh, I said, I've got to do it, and I've got to find a good one. So I went out to Utah, and I found what I believe to be the best group 
uh, there they they uh, they triple purify the uh, the hemp oil. So it's absolutely the purest you can uh, you can do. So uh, let's put it this way: I'm the only one who has put their name on a CBD oil. Nobody else has. Uh, so um, I believe in it that strongly. We should probably establish this. Do you have a dog, John? Like I have, I have three dogs, and okay. have had, I've always had a dog in my life ever since I was four years old. Uh, I have two, two rescues um, that I, I couldn't tell you what they were uh, when they did the uh, the DNA on them. Basically, they just said, "Mom swam out to meet the Navy ship." Oh boy! Um, yeah, and uh, they. Uh, <laughs> Wolf, wolf. And so um, and, and then I have a, a little Havanese as well. So there's uh, there's three. What'd you name the dogs, if you don't mind us asking? Uh, Lucy, uh, Charlotte and Mia. Right. OK. Yeah. And they're great. They're Any- just fabulous. And they're little dogs. We don't. I'm not a big dog lover. I like the idea of being having something portable that will sleep on your bed without uh, taking over uh, the acreage. Uh, John, I am wondering because your most famous role was Peterman in Seinfeld. And so I'm just I'm wondering, do you do you still get checks till this day, like just randomly in the mail uh, because Seinfeld is on every television in America? (laughs) uh, I do. And uh, and I'll tell you, uh, now that Netflix um, has come on the scene, um, (laughs) I'll just tell you right out the 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 uh, the royalties have gone times 10. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's been amazing the influence that, and I had no, I I wasn't certainly expecting that, but it's uh, you know, it's lovely mailbox money, and it um it it um you know it allows you to keep in in the style that you have become accustomed to. Sure, uh, that's very nice. Uh, do you laugh every time you get a check? Like, just I can't believe I'm still getting fucking checks from this show. Well, you know, it's amazing. Uh, but thank you, Screen Actors Guild, for establishing this, uh, you know, the the, uh, the royalty program so many years ago. It's uh, it's not just me. It's, uh, you know, many other people uh, are surviving and keep their insurance intact and everything because of the royalty. So it's a you know, it's a good thing. But, you know, they're still making money off of it. So I guess deservedly so we should as well. John, in doing some research before you came on, I saw that you also launched a biometric identity authentication company called Q5 ID to prove mm-hmm. you're a human. What? What, does, what does that mean? Well, as, as we venture further and further on our dependence on the internet, um, moving in a parallel direction is the dark web, um, cyber fraud. And, um, and now even this thing called the deep fake where you, you know, uh, I could have Tom Cruise's face and mm. his voice uh, over mine, and you wouldn't know that it's not Tom Cruise. Well, think of what that brings um, in terms of not just entertainment value, but actually serious uh, repercussions. Suppose someone did that to a uh, CEO of a company who got on there and then in in that voice said uh, something irreparable about the company. Well, that stock would drop. Uh, immediately and um, you wouldn't be able to repair the damage and if ever or till many many days or weeks later um, the same thing could happen to uh, a political leader we're venturing into an area where we really need to know 
that people are who they say they are. Uh, there are employees now that everybody's working at home that have taken on four, five, six jobs, and they basically are getting in, learning company secrets and, uh, and selling them. Um, and you don't know because you are assuming that people are who they say they are. Q5 ID solves that problem. Um, with a very simple application process. It takes about three minutes. You go to the Q5 ID app and you sign on your biometrics, which are photograph, which are uh, pictures of your handprints, uh, your face, uh, government ID. And then there will also be a verbal um, interview as well that takes about uh, 15 seconds. All of that information is then stored into a, a biometric algorithm that only you control. Now, that's never happened before. All of the theft on the Internet has been because of people being able to hack Wells Fargo because they're holding all of the information. But if you hold the information, then nobody can hack you because they can't find it. And it's unusable to them, no matter what they take from you. So Q5 ID is the solution to ending robots, but also proven identity uh, in the world. But, John, you wouldn't exchange your voice for anyone else's voice, right? Like, that's you have the voice of God. I mean. <laughs> well, right? actually, you know, you say, you say that, and I thank you very much for the compliment, but I have played God on several occasions and uh, uh, in several have. films. So I do appreciate that. But you wouldn't exchange your voice for anyone else's voice, right? Like, no. I, I, you right. know, and, and here's, the, here's the, the practical joke. Um, uh, my voice was the last one to change in high school. I had a squeaky little voice up till I was 16 years old. And then one day the bottom dropped out of it and uh, I never looked back. But also at that time, and I'm talking about the late 60s, um, that was the time when the DJs actually controlled rock and roll music. You came into a town, you were at the mercy of the DJ of the radio station to see if your music got played or wherever you were going to perform. Uh, they sponsored it. They owned rock and roll music in the late 80s. Um, so they were also these wonderfully musical voices. I mean, people parody the DJs from the 80s saying, you know, act today and you can have every album ever recorded. You know, it's like the okay, Casey Kasem sound, but it's um, so my voice was changing at the same time. So I was, I was constantly mimicking them. But I also realized that my voice is an instrument. And so Peterman actually had a, a kind of a musical voice, but I worked very hard on it. And every intonation that Peterman had from going way up here to all the way down here was, you know, all planned and, and orchestrated. Would you exchange your penis for someone else's penis, though? I mean, <laughs> well, you know, I've, I've seen that opportunity on the dark web as well. <laughs> <laughs> you can find anything there. Uh, Billy, what are you doing there? Why are you making that face? I mean, O'Hurley enjoyed the question. Mikey A did. And you made a face. What happened there? I, it's just not typical form when someone's coming on to promote the dog show that you ask if they'd change their penis with uh, someone else. It's just... What in Rome? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't really apply. Yeah, you're right. No, off no offense taken. The dogs, um, you know, the dogs are the dogs are the dogs. They're okay. They, enjoy, right, they right. enjoy sniffing each other and being the dogs that they are. <laughs> Who's the most likely to answer a phone call if you made it right now? Jerry or Julia? Uh, Jerry, I think. Yeah, I think right. Jerry. He's, Jerry's a, him or? No. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, 
Jerry is Jerry is a very Jerry is the most <laughs> normal guy you've ever met on a television set. He was always Jerry would always stand, you know, kind of behind everybody back against the bleachers there on the set. And he, you know, would always be munching on a bowl of cereal, watching the scene as it was being rehearsed. And it was just the most unassuming. It was just one of the most unassuming personalities and just uh and I think that's the secret to his success and his observational humor is that he's just kind of untouched by the need to be uh, blue, you know, for le- no four letter words, no nothing. He just takes these wonderful observations on life. But I guess he's a still enough soul inside to be able to actually uh, genuinely observe these things. Where'd your love of music come from, John? Well, ever since I was a child, I've always been composing music in my head. Uh, my my mother would hum to me all the time, you know, all of these great movie themes at the time. So I grew up with uh, uh, a great love of melody. Um, and uh, so over the years, I keep composing and composing and composing. And finally, at one point in my life, I realized, you know, if I keel over tomorrow, all of these things, you know, stay inside my head. So I finally uh, I finally rec- put them down and recorded them. And I have several albums out that have done pretty well of all the themes that I've written that are combined with electronic cello. Uh, and they've done very well on the billboard charts. And uh, so... It's a fun, it's a side thing. I don't, uh, I can't say I make an enormous amount of money off of it, but it's, uh, uh, but it's fun to do. And I, it, it, it's nice that they're out there and people seem to, I, I have a following and people seem to truly enjoy it, which means a lot to me. You're a very talented man and doing that on the side is very impressive. I have to tell you the way you dropped that in there. Hey, I just got a side project for me. I just kind of composed. They're on the billboard charts. No big deal. (laughs) On the billboard charts. Right. Uh, But I'll tell you, nobody more surprised than I, when I saw the billboard chart and they said the first edition, this or the newest edition this week at number 13 is uh, Jay Peterman. And (laughs) I said, you gotta be. I said, what? I mean, I'm distributing this stuff on my own. You know, it's like, I don't even have a, a, a producer or a distributor. But but it, it found an audience. And uh, I think the second album I did went up to number two uh, on the book. So it, was, uh, it, it did pretty well. So it, uh, I've, I've enjoyed it. I will tell you that people, uh, the comments from people are, well, I play your album um, on an endless cycle so that my child can go to sleep. Hmm? So I guess there's a compliment <laughs> tucked in there somewhere. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> John, you have you have arguably one of the top five most recognizable voices: James Earl Jones, Morgan Freeman, you. What's the weirdest Keith Morrison. thing you've been asked? What's the weirdest thing you've been asked to like narrate or voice over that you were less like? What? Why the oh hell I well, I, I <clears throat> hands down, I was uh, spokesman for McDonald's down in Australia, because in Australia, Seinfeld to this day is an enormously popular show. Uh, proof, proof of the pudding. Yesterday, I did a, uh, an interview with, a, with one of the big stations in Melbourne. Um, it's never ended. So uh, McDonald's came along and said, we'd like John to be you know, the spokesman for a while. And so for maybe a year or two, I was the spokesman. But it allowed me to say things that you can't say in the U.S., one of which was, and this was my favorite, you'll look like more of a man with a quarter pounder in your hand. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> you can't say that on television. 
in the United States. <clears throat> Wait, so you, do you get free McDonald's anywhere you go? Do you have one of those cards? Like, yeah, how does that work? No, it's, it, it has to come from Australia, and it's a little seedy by the time it gets here. Door, <laughs> door, DoorDash is very expensive if you're triggering in the Melbourne connection. <clears throat> John O'Hurley is with us. Uh, we love him. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to give you a minute to think about it, okay? Because you're a big Red oh. Sox fan and the World Series mm. is going on. Your top five Red Sox of all time, okay? I want to know your top five Red Sox. Unless you have it right off the top of your head right now. Like, are you oh, ready to go? Yeah. I, you, I right. think right, sure. I think uh, right off time. Well, uh, number one would be um, uh, Ted Williams. There was nobody like him. Um, such a complete uh, athlete. And, um, you know, I mean, he could have taken himself out in the final game and ended up with a career of over 400. And he didn't. Um, and hit, I think, believe two, two home runs during that game. Uh, you know, certainly one of the great, great true athletes that uh, we've ever seen. And I would pair him with Carl Yastrzemski, who was our last uh, Triple Crown winner, I think, back in 67. Um, absolutely extraordinary uh i would say in his day um when we had him and he didn't uh, get tossed around to other teams roger clemens i think was mm, about rocket. as formidable a pitcher that we have ever had mm -hmm. uh joined hand in hand with pedro martinez right. and i would say you know the man who created the dh role uh big poppy is uh, was just extraordinary he was the go-to man at you know he was the michael jordan at the end of the game he was the guy you wanted to have the bat in the hand Oh, Hurley, yeah, you are. were uh, you were ready for that fucking question, man. You were you were ready to go. <laughs> no, I live this stuff. You know that I watch all 162 games every year. I don't miss it. Even when I'm on Broadway, I have it on my uh, my smart device here. Um, and the conductor's baton will drop, and I can hear three, two, one, and I'm on stage. But I have left the uh, the phone right there off stage. Billy, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Broadway, you know, composes music on the side, television host, amazing voice. He's got CBD. I mean, the only thing this guy's not doing is cameo. <laughs> it's unbelievable. No, I, I, oh, I am. Oh. <laughs> Where do you find the time? I'm, uh, I'm the, Ow! I'm, I'm in the top. I'm in the top five on cameo. In Naturally. Terms of, uh, what do you yeah, mean well, you're you in know, the top five? Well, here's what. Well, here's what. Well, in in terms of uh, earnings, oh, uh, yes, uh, it's it's become. I tell you, in the pandemic, that was uh, quite a nice little creation. But let me tell you why. Um, I do the Jay Peterman monologues because that's what people want to hear. And so I have written half a dozen monologues in addition to those that were on the show. Um, and they are for specific occasions that, uh, so cameo.com is a very, uh, great platform because it's all Peterman storytelling, whether Tough you're, five. whether you're, uh, having a birthday, you're retiring, retiring, or you're just about to die. Oh, so I'm on cameo as well. That, <laughs> got it. Um, I'm on cameo as well. How much are you charging for your cameos? What are you doing here? Uh, I, I think it's a couple hundred. And then if they're business cameos, it goes through the roof. Right. Uh, but stressful, though, at times. Right. Like just getting them done no. in time. No, no, no. 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 I sit no. down and I, I do. I have probably maybe 10 or 15 to do every day. Um, and, um, and and, and I, I do them quietly because I enjoy doing them. I mean, the, the monologues I know and people truly, truly enjoy them because I know they're going to laugh at the end of them. Does anything stress you out? You seem very calm. Right. I try to be calm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I try to, you know, I, I don't uh, I don't I don't stress too much. I know that the uh, future will take care of itself. And 
the past is no longer worth, worth worrying about. <laughs> you know, I, you know I, and I'll tell you why. I live, I live really kind of a dog's life in a way. I think dogs teach us everything we need to know. And I think a dog's sense of time is probably the most teaching. Uh, they know now and they know never. And if you don't believe me, try and reprimand a dog for something they did on the floor 15 minutes ago. And I guarantee you, they've already forgiven themselves for mm. it. Um, you know, dogs teach us really just to live in the moment. I'm going to play a, a very quick game with you. Then we'll promote the dog show again on the way out. Uh, mm. By the way, how's the golf game going, John? Do you recognize me at all? I mean, yeah. just out of curiosity. like I, I honestly don't have my glasses on, so I okay. can barely see my face. Kick, save, and a butte. Uh, how's the golf game? Because you play in Lake Tahoe. I also play at that Lake Tahoe tournament. We see you out there. Now we'll be friends. You'll come on the show with us uh, when mm -hmm. we're out there. But I'm wondering, like, like the golf game, is it going well? Do you get stressed? Oh, it's golf? always been. Well, no, I, you know, I don't get stressed. At, at least I don't think I get stressed. But, boy, I'll tell you, the last 10 years, I have just tanked it up there. I just have played so poorly. And I go up there with such high expectations. Uh, and and I don't meet any of them. But um, but I've played since uh, I was I was there in 1990 or 91, the first year that we played. And that was, you know, so I've been through the whole run of it. Uh, and it's a, it's a wonderful thing to watch. I remember the first year when Mark Rippon, quarterback for the Redskins there, um, he shot 75 on the final day to win the tournament. And everybody thought he walked on water shooting a score like mm -hmm. that. Now, you know, there's half a dozen guys that can shoot 10 strokes better than that. So the golf has improved. Uh, and it's certainly one of the great events of the year. You agree, though, with me when I say that Romo's taking that thing way too seriously, right? I mean, come on. Well, yeah, he does. He plays a, he plays a, a, a tough game, but all the guys do now. I mean, there's, yeah. you know, of the guys who are capable of winning, they take it seriously because it's, you know, you think of as an amateur, that's one of the top prizes you can win. Um, you know, and, you know, even and Annika takes it seriously. I mean, she's in the mix now, too, and, you know, she wants yeah. to win that tournament. I'm surprised she doesn't win every year, to be honest with mm. you. Um, well, she still has the game. Yep. Uh, quick game. We'll get you out of here. O'Hurley or no Hurley? Okay. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. O'Hurley or no Hurley? What's the matter, Bill? What, what, what happened? What's happening now? Not your most creative name for game that you've come up with. Yet. How about O'Hurley or oh no Hurley? How about that? Okay. So that's a negative. Okay. That's <laughs> he was so subtle about it. I'm glad yes, you, yes. <clears throat> you guys are always there for me. Uh, peeing in the shower. Oh, Hurley or no Hurley? Uh, no Hurley. I have a wife. <laughs> <laughs> peeing in the pool. Oh, Hurley or no Hurley? Uh, no Hurley. Nope. Really? Huh? Mm -mm. Okay. Tricked out golf carts. Oh, Hurley or no Hurley? Oh, Hurley. Yep. I think it's uh, one of the accessories to the game that's getting more and more fun. And I believe in adding more and more fun to the game any way you can. Mulligans. Oh, Hurley or no Hurley? Hmm. <laughs> oh, Hurley. Uh, you know, because I'll, be, you know, I'll take them or I'll take them or I'll give them. Uh, you know, I, I like to play golf. And when I play it seriously, I play it seriously with no mulligans. But most of the time, you know, keep two balls in your pocket. Guy who says he tweaked his back on the first tee before taking a single shot. Oh, Hurley, no Hurley. Uh, no Hurley. Play the game. Play you hate that lies. guy. 
Right. Play it. Li- play it as it lies, and I don't no excuses. Hear and then right. I don't want to hear your lies. <laughs> well, listen, it's a preemptive lie. He's telling you that he's tweaked the back, so when he plays poorly, you know why he's playing poorly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But you know, it's like I don't. I don't. I, I want to watch your shot. I don't want to listen to your excuses. It's like I don't give excuses for playing poorly. I just suck. Right. Right. Um, and uh, I don't. I don't want to hear them. Catch up on hot dogs. Oh, Hurley, no Hurley. Absolutely no Hurley mm, on that. No I Hurley. am very, a mustard, mustard, relish, and onions. And boy, did you excite the anger in me. Did you hear that? <laughs> How about catch up on steak? Oh, Hurley, no Hurley. Uh, no Hurley. Uh, I, I use, <laughs> and true to form, uh, something as pompous and arrogant as um, a roasted garlic onion jam. Mm. Wow. Sounds delightful. Mm-hmm. Surprised you don't own it with your face all over. Well, it's actually well, they've already made Stonewall Kitchens makes it. So I'll oh. give them a plug. Hmm. Uh, you were once the uh, you were once the host of Family Feud. So Richard mm-hmm. Dawson. Oh, Hurley. No, Hurley. Oh, Hurley. He was great. In fact, I was on the show when he was hosting. And I remember not, not caring much about the game, but I was just watching him going, you know, this is a pretty good gig. And sure enough, 20 years later, I was hosting it. <laughs> You've had every good gig there is to have, Hurley. I mean, Jesus. Not too bad. Not too what, bad. What's the one gig you want that you haven't gotten yet or that you're hoping to get or that you just Well, you know, I, I, I'll say honestly, I was hoping that um, that because uh, um uh, Alex Trebek was always saying, you know, they're go- you're going to replace me. And I was so I was a little disappointed when, you know, they had all of that, you know, uh, junk that went on with, um, you know, coming up with a new host. I, I, I think I would have done a great job. And I and I think I would have been a natural uh, selection for it. But you but would have it. Um, you know, they have they have what they have and they're stuck with what they have. Steve wow. Harvey. Oh, Hurley. No, Hurley. Oh, I love Steve. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, O'Hurley. He's he's really taken the game to another level, and uh, and I think it's wonderful. You know, it's a, it's. A, however, I will say one thing. One thing. I don't like the way the show has lost, has become a little more of a penis joke, mm-hmm. and I don't like that. I, I think the show is funny enough; it, it can be more clever rather than um, just so blatantly blue. Yeah, we hate those. Right. It sounds like no early. I got to be honest with you. I mean. Uh, well, but I like the way I like the way Steve handles it. I, I think he's a wonderful, uh, he's a wonderful host. He's a good guy too. All right, John, we appreciate the time. Uh, I will, uh, you know, we'll have a few drinks, perhaps play around at golf next year at uh, at Lake Tahoe. But on the way out here, please promote one more time what it is you're doing with the dog show Thanksgiving Day, and also the CBD products that uh, that you have out now. Sure. Uh, well, the National Dog Show is out there. We're, we're expecting once again an audience of 30 million people from 12 until 2 all across the country. And uh, we'll have 2,000 of the best dogs, as we always do. And the winner is uh, going to be the best version of that dog that you've ever seen. Now, that being said, if you have any problems with your dog in terms of anxiety uh, or if they have uh, issues with uh, itching or anything like that, the CBD oil is remarkably good. Uh, you can add it to their food or you can use the dropper and, and put it right under their tongue. Um, CBD oil, it's called O'Hurley's oil. And remember, I'm the only one who has put his name on a CBD oil. So it's it's if it's it's that good. Let me put it that way. John, thanks so much for the time. We know you're busy. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, good luck uh, with everything. Is, yeah, good luck with everything this, moving forward here. This was time well spent. Thank you. 
Billy, I enjoyed our time with John O'Hurley, but uh, you're enamored with his CBD products. Like, I don't know <laughs> what is happening here. I'm enamored <laughs> by the wide spectrum of products that he has his hands in. <laughs> he has his pet CBD products. He's hosting the dog show, so there's the connection there. He just dropped in that he has, I think, a line of pet accessories also, <laughs> which is great. His pet CBD, he told us, obviously, has his name on it, and that's how good it is. And no one else has their name on a CBD product or CBD oil. And it also has his face on it. So if you want to buy his CBD product, his face is on it. And he has, I think, two dogs. Um, and and then also his, uh, his like, cybersecurity company also is just... What? Everywhere. He's ev- <laughs> it's everywhere, which is great. I didn't even hear that. Yeah. What a gig. What a life. I mean, what a life is right. And then he just also casually dropped in there. I just do 10 to 15 cameos a day. When he, right. It's like two, 300 bucks. It's like, wow. Good yeah. living for John O'Hurley. Wake up, do like 10 cameos, make like a couple grand. Jeez. What he a life. He looks like, it, listen, it's a nice apartment or a home, whatever, wherever he was sitting. He looks like he just, like, there's no stress. He's making money in every direction. You know, once a year he pops in for the dog show on Thanksgiving. I mean, and he still gets checks because he was Peterman in Seinfeld. I mean, what a life that man has. You know what he should do? And I don't know if he does this. He probably does because he seems to do everything. I could see him doing like a line of sweaters, right? Yeah. But, oh, here's an invention, Sugats, and maybe we should like patent this and then pitch it to him and have him be our spokesperson. I see him doing sweaters, but not wearing them. You know what I mean? Just wearing them around his neck tied. Yes. I feel like we should make sweaters that are already like stitched that way. Like you can't actually use them as sweaters. You basically just wear them on your shoulders around your neck, kind of like a necktie. And it's almost like a cape. You know what I mean? Like you just put it over. Then that way it's a perfect tie every time. You don't have to tie it. It just kind of sits there. Certain people were not meant to wear a sweater. They were meant to have the sweater tied around their neck. You're right. yeah. I know Hurley is one of those guys. A hundred percent. Yeah, he is one of those guys. Yes. Sweater around the neck, maybe tennis racket in hand, but like the wooden tennis racket. But you're not gonna be. But you're not playing tennis. You just have it in no, hand. No, exactly right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little Arnold Palmer. I mean, <laughs> man. Now I'm actually thinking about how do we manufacture sweaters that aren't functional they just sit around your neck so that Mm. people don't have to worry about tying them i like the idea with o'hurley as an endorser right it has to be yeah yes yeah so so you want to put this all together is that what we're thinking yeah we should send him something see if he'll endorse this why are you writing this down yeah a message to remind yourself to send john o'hurley your idea because i forget these things yeah like i i like okay for example yesterday Mm-hmm. I did a cameo and someone said, hey, would love it if you could give us like a shout out on the show. And it's like, well, it's eight o'clock at night. I'm not recording the show right now. But, right. you know, I said, hey, you know what? This is what I'm going to do for you. And I said it in the cameo. This is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to I'm going to try to give you I'm going to try to give you a shout out on the show, not on the show. But when we do a recording for God bless football stupidity or whatever. And then I told them I'm going to write this down in Sharpie. And then I looked at the paper that I had in front of me, and I never actually wrote it down. I had the Sharpie. I meant to write it down, but I didn't write it down in Sharpie. And now I mm. feel bad about not doing it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> well, I'm, now I'm also, like, very quickly, like, I'm scrolling through, like, God, can I find who it was in two minutes? But I don't think I can, so. Well, it's the last cameo that you did, so just find it. Go to your mentions. I'm on cameo as well. Go to your mentions and find the last one that you did. You'll find the name there. Mm. Oh, here we go. I found it. 
All right, good. So here, I might do a cameo right now. Really? You should. <laughs> should do I? It. Yeah. You want you me to? Give a shout out on air to us. That would be amazing. Do you want me to do a cameo right now? Yeah, yeah, do it, do it. Let do a cameo right here. now. John O'Hurley, by the way, is also, again, if you want, give John O'Hurley some business. Shout out to Greg Ferguson, who booked this cameo for Bryce, a.k.a. Grace. So happy birthday, and uh, here it is live on uh, uh, the end of stupidity. <laughs> if you've stuck around this long, <laughs> you just got it. Our final episode. <laughs> do you really is it want ending? me to do <laughs> No. <laughs> is this the last one? We no, but I just someone better than John O'Hurley. I oh, just, that was me. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no, you're right, though. No one's still listening. It's okay. <laughs> I imagine that you and I are just talking to each other and people stopped 45 seconds ago if they made it that long. Dude, they did not make it till 45 <laughs> seconds ago, I'm telling you right now. Also, shout out to Allison and Jesse, who the multiple blocks. times, yeah, they've uh, they've multiple times, these are multi-cameo requests, and I think every time they ask, hey, would love a shout out on the air, and I'm like, gotcha, I'll do it in, I'll do it in Mystery Crate, I'll do it then, and they sent me a new one. And it's like still waiting for that shout out. So here it is, Jesse and Allison. Here's your shout out. If you're still listening, tweet at me and Stugatz. Stugatz, what should the code word be so we know people are still listening this far? Oh, that's a good idea. Uh -huh. Bill Miller. Yeah. Tweet it as Bill Miller. <laughs> B M U E L L E R, I think. Yeah. Hold on, let me check. My yeah, name. turn around and look at your balls. Tweet at us at what? At Billy Gill at Stugatz790. <laughs> Bill, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, and we'll know that you listen this far. M-U-E-L-L-E-R, that yeah. is correct. Yes, just text, just tweet us Miller. Or and Miller. if you know anyone who wants to buy Stugatz his autographed Red Sox baseballs, they're going to be bidding against Mike Schur, So <laughs> I'm not going to do the cameo because oh, no okay. one's listening. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> tweet us Mueller. <laughs> Stupidity. Stugatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. So always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35 magnesium will help you rediscover balance energy and vitality magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body including those involved in hormonal balance from functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.